series on Colossians chapter 13. Last week we spoke about children and we just just had a general chat about lax and harsh discipline and what that can look like and how important it is to actually discipline our children um, because the Bible tells us that if we don't discipline our children we're actually teaching them, we're not teaching them how to obey authority um, and if they don't know how to obey authority how can we expect them to obey God who is the ultimate authority so that's why it's important to discipline our children. And it makes your life more pleasant. In general. You know what I mean? You yeah. can actually all enjoy each other and mm-hmm. go it's out. It's sort of like when people, you go out with your kids and people are like, oh, you have such lovely children and your children are so well behaved. And you're like, oh. But a lot of people say, oh, you're so lucky. No, it's not luck. It's you are putting in. Train them to do that. Yeah, consistently putting in principles and you are training them. Mm. I don't usually get those comments. I'm like, I'm trying to make them go sit at the table instead of stand there and eat the food. Well, they're still not jumping around from table to table. No, no, they're not tearing up the place. So you go hard at yourself. (laughs) My German Donald's like, I can't really do any difference. It's all right. (laughs) Excuse me. All right, um, so we're going to start talking about um, workplaces. So we'll look at. Uh, chapter 3, verses 22 to chapter 4, verse 1. Right, It says, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair because you know you also have a master in heaven. Alright, so Paul's talking about how slaves must be conscientious workers. Um, And, you know, he's not really addressing the issue of slavery. He's like, whatever context you're in, you need to work in a godly Mm. manner. Um, Yeah, so let's talk about that. Well, I guess like what you're saying, Lena, is talking about whatever context. So um, you have to be the best that you can be in both your attitude and your conduct. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I found, you know, I've always at work, I've sort of, I don't know, I've just had it, well, I've had it trained into me from my upbringing, but like a respect for authority and even now, you know, I've been teaching for 30 years, but if I have to go and see the principal, I feel like a naughty child <laughs> And I'm generally not in trouble. Yeah, yeah. But you still, you know, it's just that inbred sort of, yeah. um, you know, and um, so I've always, you know, you can often be in schools or workplaces where people are complaining and moaning about something the boss says or whatever, and, you know, or you should tell him you're not going to do this or that. But for me, that's foreign because I've been taught like, well, that's my boss. So I need to do what my boss tells me to do. It's not a case of me having a choice or or having a say or arguing or refusing. Mm. Um, And for the first time in my 30 years um, last term, I found myself having to actively fight um, a sort of passive resistance that was coming in because um, our our much-loved boss has taken gone to do another job for a year and so we got another person in who just, just the whole atmosphere and everything changed. 
and um, that's the first time I found myself actively like I had to fight my flesh there. I just wanted to, you know, as I said, passively resist and just not do what she said. And just because I, you know, I didn't agree with a lot of stuff, the atmosphere had changed so much. I mean, there was a spiritual clash and stuff, but I had to keep reminding myself of the scripture mm. that you know I I'm there and I have to fight my flesh and I have to live out that exact scripture realizing that I'm a representative of the king of kings mm. and so I have to make sure that my behavior and my attitude just keep I had to keep my attitude in check all the time because I need to bring honor to his name and not dishonor and I mean I've always you know firmly I understand you're not going to agree with everything they do and I firmly believe well if it's your boss and you don't agree it doesn't matter you still got to do it um, and so, as I said, for me, it was a bit of a eye opening the first time I've sort of found myself feeling that. Mm. But of course, I did, you know, fought the flesh valiantly yeah. and just resisted that to, to let a bad attitude creep in. But, you know, it's difficult. But I think if you can keep remembering that you're representing Jesus mm. and you're doing it, that scripture's clear, you're doing it unto Him. There's another scripture as well that talks about just, you know, whatever you work at, just doing it, you know, fully with all your heart and stuff. Yeah, so that's what I have to say on that. Um, just before we started, I was saying to you guys about, you know, I didn't have much to say on this because I, I only work one day a week. Like, when I say work, I mean paid work. Outside of the house. <laughs> Outside yeah. of the house. Um, but just recently I um, was challenged that, you know, what I actually do inside my home, even though... I'm, you know, I'm not actually working for a master as such in my house. I mean, I'm still doing it for my children and my husband, but I need to still do that with an attitude of be, being doing it for Christ. Yeah. And so it just made me think, well, you know, just you have some days where, you, you know, you know you've got to clean and do all these bits and pieces. And I just think, oh, I don't really feel like doing that. But then I think, well, no. I'm, do, I'm not doing this for anyone else but, but God. When you, when you go, okay, well, I'm doing this for God and I'll serve him um, because even though my children and my husband aren't my masters, they're still the ones that I am yeah, serving. serving yeah. And I think, Debbie, the big, big key here, and that's what you, you're talking about there, is attitude. Yeah. Um, because, and again, I mean, you know, I know you and the other girls have talked before about, you know, not letting your blessing become a complaint. Yeah. And the big thing I think, and, you know, I've done this before when I've sort of like, oh, the washing's piling up complaint. It's like, hey, hang on. I've got this washing because I have yeah. a family. I have loved ones. Like, you know, thank God, like cleaning your house means you've got a family, mm, mm. you've got children, it means you've got a husband, you've got your house, or, well, in your case, I mean, not everyone, but you know what I mean? It's like we've got to, like, pull our attitude and, and nip that thinking and, and just see it like that, hey? And it's so easy to go down the route of, oh, you know? And, I mean, I'd said before, I can remember once, like, complaining about, oh, I can't fit this food in my fridge type <laughs> thing. And it's like, you know, I think it was over Christmas when there was just like, <laughs> thank you, God, for, you know. But, but we have to constantly, yeah. um, you know, just take those thoughts captive and just, and like you said, everything's about attitude, isn't it? And just remembering who we're doing it for mm. and just being grateful that he's given us that. And, you know, to people that aren't Christians, maybe that sounds lame or, you know, thank God, no, I've got washing because I've got family. But you have to do that. Mm. That's how you keep your thoughts 
you know, mm. going the right way. Because we know that's the battle. Yeah, definitely. I find my at-home days are just... It is an ongoing battle. Like, going to work for me at the moment is just like... I'm going on a holiday. <laughs> well, you do work at the coast, so it is kind of like drive a drive up to the coast, listen to a podcast. I'm going to have a lunch break. <laughs> go to the toilet by myself. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, I, that's, there's, there's always, you know, things that I have to fight myself on at, at work, you know, keeping a good attitude. But, yeah, my days at home with the boys are the, the, the fighting, fighting, fighting. Come on, Lena. <laughs> That is, you know, fighting she was saying fighting. It's just the Aussie accent that makes it sound like fighting. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um. She has two boys, so there's probably a lot of that too. It's like in my house. <laughs> we all have boys, so we know what that's like. Hilarious. Um, yeah, fighting that attitude, as you say, Carolyn, and, and yeah. Yep, lost train of thought halfway through. Sorry. So. <laughs> When I'm at work, I want to be the best worker in my team. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to be the most effective. I want to be, you know, the helpful person who's got endless patience with the graduate, you know, like all that sort of stuff. Um, be reliable, meet my time frames, not have to be micromanaged to get stuff down, you know, can work on their own and, you know, be responsible. And like be like thorough with with your work. That's a big thing in my job. Making sure you're checking through all the details and the finer stuff, and not being sloppy with it because mm. you know that that's going to have cons negative consequences for the community. And I want to make sure that you know that they know all know I'm a Christian, so I want them to know that you know you can. I have integrity and can rely. Yeah, I'm reliable and that sort of thing. You know because. That's my witness. It's part of my um, showing evidence that what I preach is authentic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. And, and you know what? Doing that as well, being having that attitude of being the best worker that you can be, that brings favor with it in itself. You know, even with ungodly bosses, mm -hmm. it still brings favor because you know you've got God's God's favor on you. And there was another good point that I've just forgotten that I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, another thing as well, like I found, um, you know, there's there was a sort of certain spelling program and stuff we are dealing with at school and, you know, people had issued with it and they were sort of complaining amongst themselves. And my boss came and asked me something and, you know, I, I just gave what I thought was like not a throwaway comment but just a passing comment. And from that he wanted to have a meeting with all these people and it was because he came back to me and said, because when I speak to him, he takes it seriously and he takes it on board and he actually, you know. And so that's a consequence as well. Like he knows I don't just whinge easily about anything or whatever. And, you know, as you say, I'm putting in my integrity and working to the best. And so, he, you know, from his own mouth, what he told me, my words have weight, carry more weight with him mm. than what maybe some <clears> other <throat> people's do. And I thought, oh... That's like, it was good to realize, like, okay, so I need to make sure there as well. I'm really, when I'm speaking, you know, I'm really careful because he does take it seriously. Mm. And then, he, you know, sometimes people will say things and he'll sort of just dismiss it. But when I say something, he wants to take on board because mm. of, and it comes again from just all the years of him seeing my integrity or my work ethic or whatever. So it's, it's really, yeah, it's mm. good. Um, 
I think as well, so if we go on to where we manage or lead people, um, I think it's important here as well. And the Bible talks in other places about not lording it over people. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we need to be careful to not compromise or to let things go that need to actually be addressed out of fear of man. Often people are leading teams or whatever. They might, you know, and with leadership comes that responsibility at times where you have to correct or you have to step in or you have to make the decision that might not be popular with everybody. Um, but we have to really, yeah, be careful there that because of fear of man, we don't let things go that we need to deal with. Um, yeah, so, and, and you know, there'll be often things that you have to do that you don't feel like doing, but you know that it's going to be best for the team or the sheep or whoever you're leading. And so you have to be able to do that as well. Yeah, be um, kind and considerate. You know, something I really appreciated last week, my boss sent me an email that said, hey, I noticed how many letters you got out this week. Like, well done, keep up the good work. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'll keep you on. Yeah, yeah, makes you <laughs> You know, cool. that's yeah. really nice, that sort of, you're just encouraging people and, yeah. you know, praising them when they're doing a good, like, that's and treating them as people, hey, that they feel valued, because that's what our boss does. Like that's everyone is so devastated when he left because everybody feels like they his favourite. Like he's got this personal attachment, and he has emotional attachment, and I think that's important as well that they do feel yeah, valued, and, and that's what that would have. Hey, he noticed or whatever, and that feedback, you know, makes yeah. people feel good. Yeah, yeah, something I like miss in my workplace is sort of like a faceless employee and yeah yeah so you're just like a number you know yeah just yeah. like a number and like I always try to work hard and do my best sometimes I'm like oh you know what I've done my 7.25 hours and I've got kids at home and yeah. I'm just gonna go and you won't even notice yeah. I'm not here yeah. well we've actually got numbers have you got numbers we've got employee numbers yeah. mine has um <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> She's got numbers and letters. I, well, no, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, there'd be all like terrorist stuff now, and I'm allowed to like reveal any details about our workplace okay. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form because of all the security. Um, and I think just looking, you know, doing the best for your employees, like, you know, in the, in the world's terms of looking after them with like the benefits and the pay rates and all that sort of stuff and making sure that you're treating your employees well and being generous with them and, you know, not never underpaying them and, and things like that. And I think it's important, like you're saying, to remember that, uh, you know, and just to realise people, they've got whole lives going on that you're not even aware of a lot of it, you know, mm. and, and there are people with all their own concerns and things going on and just to be... Like you said earlier, just being compassionate and kind and, you know, aware of that, what's going on. I mean, it's, we've got um, the boss we've got at the moment, it was great, she's, so she's in an acting principal role. And um, she had to leave early today because her kid fell at school and split open his lip and stuff. And But, you know, it was just so nice that, like, she's just like us. Like, so when someone goes, you know, I've been in situations where you've had bosses that are just so not understanding yeah. about that. yeah. Um, because obviously in teaching, if you have to go, you're leaving the whole class. So it's not just like I can just leave the paperwork on my desk and come mm. back to it. So it is 
more tricky. But I just thought, well, that was great because she's a mum just like the others mm. and, you know, that's really, yeah, I understand and, you know, just got, you've got laughs as well that are going on and, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I think it's important to you to desire the best for your employee in terms of, like, wanting them to grow and develop, um, you know, and encourage them to take opportunities and provide them sometimes and you know it's wisdom that to lead like that as wise because you're going to get more out of them that way yeah I was a bit disappointed recently when I a great opportunity came up that you know I wasn't sort of supported to take that on sort of thing and I you know I just find that a bit disappointing um because as you say you get more effective and better employees who can work better for your team so hmm Anything else, or shall we move on to chapter four? Yep. All right. Um, okay, so Colossians 4, verses 2 to 6 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So let's just um, break that down for everyone, just sort of pick out a few key words. So um, might just start with devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Debbie, you want to talk about devote? Yep. Um, oh. I was saying, you know, like basically devoting is like, you know, giving all your time, giving all your thought, energy, everything, you know, to prayer. Um, And when I was thinking about that, you know, like obviously we can't be, you know, some people think, okay, well, when I pray, I've got to sit down and close my eyes and pray, you know. But the one thing I've learned about being (laughs) a mum when being a mum or even working, you know, you don't have all day to sit there and devote every single second like that. But the one thing I have discovered is that we can still constantly be praying. My, my um, self thoughts almost now are not even to myself. They're more prayers than anything. It's well, I mean, I guess it's construed as prayers, but you know, like I'm constantly talking to God going, okay, God, I don't know what to do in this situation. Instead of talking to myself going, come on, Debbie, you can, you've got this, you know, I'm like, God, I need your help. You know, how do I, how do I deal with this? And, um, but yeah, constantly praying and, and walking in prayer. Like even if you're exercising, even if you're walking, you know, obviously if you're not good at multitasking, <laughs> it's going to be difficult, but you know, even my husband who is you know quite happy to say he's not fantastic at multitasking um he you know he even will have to he'll he'll even realize you know I can't do anymore okay well I'll pray you know like when he's at work or how do I do this um so it is easy to go about our day generally without giving the second thought but when we're spending that extra time and energy and effort to remember to do that, like in yeah. devoting ourselves to to prayer. 
So. I like what you said there as well that like you're not you're you're talking and your thoughts are not even so much to yourself. It's more like God, what you know, mm. because the world's way would be all this positive self confession yeah. and talking to yourself. And yes, it is. I understand where they're coming from in terms of the principles of positive thinking and taking your thoughts captive, but. You know, you're a step much further and better than that ourselves. because it's going to be more helpful to be talking to God about it than it is to be talking to yourself about it, isn't that, it? And, well, that's right. Know, and what we think of ourselves is think, yeah. a lot less than what God thinks yeah, of us. Yeah, so. yeah, so that's really yeah. good, yeah. Um, yeah, so again, that yeah, that word devote, and I mean, that's another word, um, you know, that same thing, devoted themselves to prayer, Lena, in your sermon where you were talking, you know, from the book of Acts as well. Um and that, that devote is such a strong word, isn't it? Because it's it's just that apply, dedicate, commit wholeheartedly or unreservedly. And you can be doing that, as you say, throughout your day. You mm. can be washing the dishes or whatever, but you just really there. The Lord is the foremost in your thoughts, isn't mm. he? And so that's where you're going straight away. So, you know, you've got that going there. And, and just that devote also talks about it just suggests a continue in something so you're enjoying and you're persevering it's mm. not doing it for two minutes and then giving up or this isn't working or whatever it's just that constant endurance perseverance pushing through continually being steadfast in something mm. i like it it's my favorite acts verse at the moment they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and the breaking of bread and to prayer yeah <laughs> um and what I like, right, prayer is an important activity. So that's holding a place of priority in our lives. Yeah. You know, we need to devote ourselves to it. And I think that's that's right, what you're saying, that, that word devote in itself is just talking about where it is as a priority, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, and that's why you can do it anyway, because you've got God there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that we've got to train ourselves. But it is a trained thing because yeah. I, well, the way I started training myself was because I'd be going through my day and I'd start getting stressed or worried. Oh, and then, you know, and, and I'm like, oh, what do I do? Wait a second. I could pray about this. And so, and even, you know, like, and I found I would get overwhelmed with tasks at work or at home, you know, and think oh I don't know what I'm going to do here I don't know how I'm going to do this but and so the more I and, it, and it's not always just it's not about going help me God you know it's about saying thank you for who you are and you know I know that you are going to be able to help me with this yeah. because I don't need to worry about these little things because you know running out of washing powder is not going to get any more people into hell or heaven either way, you know. <laughs> Prioritising on you. Um, so, you know, <laughs> like, that's not that I've ever actually been faced with those thoughts, but, you yeah, know, that, that's yeah, the yeah, sort of thing, you know. It's As long as you're, yeah, when you're devoted to, to prayer and to, I think, you know, people find it, a lot of people find it hard to pray but when it's when you realise that it's just a conversation yeah, that you're having, having, yeah, that normal over and the dishes or over the washing, it's or, not. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this sit down, oh, close right. your eyes, put your hands together. You know, um, you know, it. it it's, there is a time and place for that. That's you know, I definitely think you need to have that time to sit with God. But when it's talking about devoting yourself in prayer, like you, 
you still need to devote a, a time for that specific prayer, but also you can be devoting your yeah. life in prayer. And that's that you're just showing that he's not he's always in your, he's number one, and you know yeah. that's the person you run yeah. into. And yeah, that's good. Not to negate having that yeah. time alone with God is is even more important too. I think so. Mm. All right, so we're to devote ourselves to mm-hmm. prayer, being watchful and thankful. So watchful literally means to stay awake, yeah. which is always helpful. If you're trying to devote yourself <laughs> to prayer. It's not easy to do when you wake up at five o'clock in the morning and you think, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray with you now. <laughs> what is the one thing you want to do right then is in close prayer. your eyes in prayer. <laughs> mm. I think as well, for me, watchful is that alertness. Like yes. you say, obviously yeah. being awake, but being alert. Because people can be, you know, awake but totally switched off. But aware of what's going on around you and spiritually alert. I mm. think that's the biggest thing, being spiritually mm. alert for any prompts that come from the Holy Spirit. And just like if you walk into a situation, you know, like that you're not going to get ambushed because you're spiritually alert yeah. all the time. You just mm. and, and being watchful for answers. Yeah. How often do we forget to watch for the answers after we've gone, help me God, yeah. you know, and then in the end, oh, it all worked out. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, hello, it's a massive answer to prayer. Yes, thank and you, I, God. I think there that's really good, being watchful for the answer, because often the answer is not the way that we think it should be or expect it, and so we might miss that's it. That's right, yeah. And realize, no, hang on, in the end, that was actually a better way, because, of mm. course, God knows, you know. Yep. And just being aware of that, yeah. Mm. I like that. So what you're saying, like, alertness, as if we're on guard duty. Yeah. Mm. Like a because century. Because the Bible says our enemy... Around Get your own scripture, woman. He wants to. Be <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got to be watchful. Sorry, Lena. I haven't got that written down. I'm just kind of off the top of my head. Sorry. She's reading your notes from the story. <laughs> my x ray being. I'm thankful. So, freely giving thanks in every situation where to be thankful. And I think that, you know, we we see that a lot in Paul, with Paul, like where, you know, he might be in prison or he might be getting beaten or whatever, but they don't ever whinge about it. Yep. They just see the whole overall, mm-hmm. you know, God's plan and they're thankful in that scripture that that you read yesterday, that love as well, that about being counted worthy to yeah. suffer for his name. Like, mm. imagine having that attitude, hey, in every hardship that comes, Having that thankful attitude of, oh, I'm so glad that, you know, helped me grow character or, you know, I've been counted worthy to suffer for Christ. Instead of like, well, for me, my first default would probably be the whinge. Yeah. But if I could just get to that stage where the default was just like that gratitude, Mm. like you've got it all under control, Lord. I don't Mm. understand what's going on, but, you know, just grateful all the time, just having that thankful attitude, hey? That's what I had, even when things aren't going our way. We need to thank God for knowing, to because you know He knows what is to come, yeah. and that He has it all in His hands. Yeah. So you know, things might not be going the way we want them to go. You know, our prayers might be seemingly going unanswered, but again, they they are being answered. But it's just not in the way that we wanted them to. Yeah. But God knows, and yeah. He's He's already sorted it. And I mean, also sometimes, like I've been reading Kings the last couple of mornings and just, 
you know, and then reading about the Israelites getting taken into exile in Babylon and all the stuff that happened and like really bad things happening, but God actually caused it because he'd already told them, like, you know, that yeah. that's going to be the consequence and it had to come to be. But he was, and how often when really bad things happen, well, what seemed to be bad, you know, that we just think, oh, but I mean, it's, it can often be part of God's plan and what he's doing and whatever, and he's, you know, yeah. setting this person to do that so that this can happen and that can happen and there's a whole chain of things and we just got to see the whole, we don't see the whole big picture, we just see through a dark, mm. glass dark thing to see a little bit, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so if we thank for, if we really do believe he's got everything in control, then we have to be thankful because he's working out some bigger plan. Mm. Yeah. Uh, in Acts, after Stephen was martyred, all this persecution broke out against the mm. church and like, that looks bad and now we've got to flee, but they went and preached the word and the, wherever they went. And because of that, we're sitting here today. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have God's view. Yeah. <laughs> and not just be looking Birds at our own... view from the top. Yeah. Our own mm. circumstances. Circumstances. Okay. So, the next word I want to talk about is mystery of Christ. So verse 3 says, And pray for us too that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains... You know what, ladies, I'm just looking at the time and I think we might actually wrap up there and keep going next podcast. So, cliffhanger, next time. <laughs> the mystery of Christ. It's a mystery. <laughs> See if you can work it out before we get back to you. Go and work out what the mystery of Christ is. Homework for everyone. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, if you want to get in contact with us, just pop onto our website, www.life-house.com. Dot net and we'll catch you next time with the mystery.